0: This is the Inspire Radio podcast featuring inspirational and thought-provoking interviews from guests around the world who have already featured on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio broadcasts 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Check us out at inspireradio.co.uk But right now, sit back and enjoy Another inspirational and thought-provoking podcast brought to you by the team at Inspire Radio.
1: With inspirational guests from across the world,
0: this is Inspire Inspire Radio. So you're listening to Inspire Radio. Now, you know, if you're a regular listener to Inspire Radio, throughout the day, you will have heard our very own Russell Harvey pop up sharing some great tips about resilience. Well, today we're going to do a special, one-hour special talking to Russell about resilience. So uh, welcome, Russell. How are you? I'm really good, Steve. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Hello to the listeners. I hope you do recognise my voice for uh, all the and <laughs> tones and my tips that I've been putting out there. Uh, really looking forward to this. Uh, I do believe there's an awful lot of worthwhileness in talking about resilience, what it is, what it isn't, and what people can do, sort of simple techniques day to day to just try and help themselves be more resilient. So
0: looking forward to this. Before, so before we get into that then, Russell, just, just tell us a little bit about how did you get involved in the world of resilience?
1: Yes, thank you. So the vast majority of my career has been in uh, learning and development, leadership development. So I'm, you know, really simplistically, I'm all about the people. Uh, my last permanent role was at an organisation called the Cooperative Group in Manchester, the Co-op. Uh, so not long after I joined, six months after I joined the Co-op, um, it got into a lot of uh, difficulty in the fact that it was some challenges with its uh, finances and a huge amount of changes as an organization. So for all of the people who are supporting the leaders, it felt like the world had fallen on everybody's heads. There was massive restructure that needed to be doing. Uh, There's new CEO who was great, who was fantastic, but there was just such a volume of challenges that everybody just looked around at each other and were literally going, oh no, what's going on? Help. And, and out of that, you know, the words came up around, we need to be more resilient. Um, and thankfully, a colleague of mine uh, went to a conference where the wonderful acronym of VUCA came up as well. The world we live in is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So those two things, the resilience word and the VUCA word, they became my life at the cooperative group Mm -hmm. in terms of supporting uh, the leaders that were in my remit around what are we going to do with all of these challenges that we face? So there's a suite of skills and capabilities that you can develop in the VUCA sense, and as a suite of capabilities that you can develop in the uh, resilience sense. If anybody wants to uh, re-listen to the uh, Chris Gibson interview with Ruth Owen, mm. he also is the living embodiment of uh, resilience and VUCA as well. Um, so he's highly knowledgeable in, in that area. But that's how it came about for me. And then there was a huge amount of restructures. So I knew at some stage, the role that I was doing at the co-op may not be there anymore. The team that I was in was gonna get reduced Mm-hmm. And it finally did, and it got to the stage where just a few of us could apply for our roles. And throughout that process, I realized it, my time was right to move on. So then I set up myself as the resilience coach and I did a diploma in coaching uh, whilst I was doing that. And you do that navel gazing around who am I? <laughs> I'm going to set the business, my USB, what is it? What is it? And literally, out of that, it was that light bulb moment of what I've been doing for the last few years at the COB is resilience coaching. So, oh, I'm the resilience coach. That's how the business thing came about. That's
0: how we started. That's how it started. Yeah. But but Russell, it would have been so easy, wouldn't it? Um, I would suggest many people do this. They, you know, they're into that applying for that job again, that, um, Oh, right. I've got to do this. This is, they don't look outside. They don't open their mind to what opportunity could be. And and they still go down that same route, I guess. Well, no.
1: And so in terms of talking about my whole career, so I'm either (laughs) lucky or or not. So I've been remained redundant four or five times throughout my career. So I'd had four or five opportunities to think about what I want to do next. Do I want to set up by myself? And just after the co-op, the timing was right. It felt right to go out there and to actually go, no, do you know what? I'm ready got the confidence, got the skills, the capabilities to set off by myself and do these things. So a lot of my clients is around career coaching as well. So I'd had plenty of opportunities to do the thinking around, what are my strengths? What am I great at? What are my skills? Can I um, do this independently or do I need to do this in the corporate world? And it just, the timing was right in terms of thinking about it. Didn't mean that it wasn't scary. Yes. It didn't mean uh, that it, you know, it was like all a bed of roses. There were some challenges. There were some uh, <laughs> squeaky uh, bum moments around <laughs> how's this going to work? However, uh, it's five years old uh, this month, Resilience Coach. So uh, most small go. businesses fell in the first few years. I've got to five years. I'm still going, even <laughs> through uh, the pandemic and lockdown. I've done lots of adapting. So.
0: You know but russell again we'll break for some music in a minute but you know again just stepping back to what you said is you began to ask yourself those questions yes absolutely yeah. yes and and it's that self-awareness isn't it that when you challenge yourself around that, that that's that's a really good place to start and um instead of just going inwards again let's ask it some is. Questions. Yeah, i'm really i think I'm, I'm lucky
1: in terms of um who i am so Uh, in terms of my self-awareness I've got a very high self-talk so Mm -hmm. I do talk to myself (laughs) a lot yes Yes. Uh, and to stop myself from uh, driving myself a little bit crazy uh, I'm also energized by spending time with other people therefore I knew the importance of the relevance of my support network so as I'm also in the field of learning development I know a lot of coaches Hmm. So I had an opportunity many, many times in my career to sort of pick up the phone or talk to somebody or go for a coffee with somebody to go, right, I've been inside my head for too long. Uh, I now know that I'm driving myself a little bit around the bend with my own thoughts. So I need you to ask me some questions, ask me some coaching <laughs> questions and talk to somebody else. So, uh, you know, I was lucky in that sense to be aware that's what I needed to do. and could see the value and benefit in actually talking to other people around it.
0: You know we we will break with some music but you just reminded me this judith marples who does some stuff for us on the radio she opens one of her talks with that great question do you talk to yourself mm. okay and generally a lot of people eyes go down because they think it, they're mad and then she goes or oh, do you think and Brilliant. if you're thinking you must be, you know, you're talking to yourself and she just puts it that way. And I think it's a really gentle way to ease that thing as though, am I going mad? Cause keep talking to myself, you know, but that's uh, brilliant. I might, um, I might steal that. Yeah. Pinch I that. I, I have, <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll break for some music and we'll talk uh, some more and, uh, I tell you what, we'll come back in a minute and we'll talk about defining resilience. Thanks, Steve. With feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. Attention, please. Weird at Healthspan would like to tell you something that, quite possibly, you didn't already know. Not all supplements are created equal. I know. Who'd have thought? We travel the entire globe to find the best ingredients for our vitamins and supplements. From the southern slopes of India for our turmeric to the cold, crisp seas of Greenland for our cod liver oil. Because that's the HealthSpan way. Well, there you go. It's not every day you learn something new, is it? We're HealthSpan. That's healthspan.co.uk. Vitamins and supplements, in store or direct to your door.
1: Struggling to catch up to the trends of the digital age? Sit back, relax, and let us do the work. Specialising in social media, content marketing, and online brand design and development, Digital Works Agency is the perfect match for you. Check us out at digitalworksagency.com.
0: With feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. Uh, So you're listening to Inspire Radio, we're doing a special program talking to our, well let's call him our very own Russell Harvey, the resilience coach. We've just, um, if you've you've just joined us, you've missed a bit of uh, background to how Russell got involved as a resilience coach, so uh, all I can say is you should tune in on time. Um, So (laughs) Russell, we're going to be talking about um, defining resilience, then What, what does it mean to you? What does it mean, you know, what's, is the dictionary definition of this or what?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So recovering from adversity is that element of the dictionary definition. And then for me, it's around what does that really mean? The vast majority of the time when I'm working with people and ask them, what do you think you know, resilience definition is, or give me some words, this thing of bounce back comes through. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with it. However, I just have a personal view of that there is a risk that if we use bounce back, we may not do the thing that we really need to do around resilience, which is learn from our experiences and adapt. So I like to think about that life's experiences happen to us. Mm -hmm. We face into them. And then if you go with the line of, now I'm now going to bounce back, there's a risk that you will go back to how you were before that experience. And for me, resilience is hugely about learning self-reflection, learning from life's experiences. So I prefer life's experiences happen to you. Uh, you face into it, you learn from it, and then you spring forward like with it. an additional uh, version of yourself, additional levels of resilience, additional learning. So throughout all of that, it's about that self-reflection uh, and always thinking about, what did I get from this? What did I learn from it? What can I add to myself? What can I build to my resiliency levels? And underpin that really by self-compassion. Going back to what we were saying before mm. them. Um, the track that we 've just been listening to uh, it 's about with the self compassion piece um, we 're really thinking about uh, how we deal with um, the adversity how we learn how we face into situations
0: Russ, i love that I love that spring forward bit because that's that 's just created this picture in my mind of yet yeah, moving forward and and that bouncing back i 'm just thinking of some people that I know that have They've gone through a similar situation that you were describing earlier. They've been made redundant a number of times. Yeah. And to use the bounce back analogy, the bounce back straight into the vehicle, if you pardon the expression, that they've bounced out of. Yes. So they don't spring forward. They don't learn from their past experience. And they keep repeating.
1: yeah, 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 and I, I could have probably been in that situation because I said yes before uh, we broke. That maybe we've done it four or five times, and it was the fifth time before I finally went independent. Um, so, but there's also there's also a state of readiness as a human being. Um, you know, you got to think about paying the mortgage. You have got to think about what felt safe or comfortable what felt in your stretch zone so there are a number of different factors at play um and so it was the state of readiness for me the Mm. the timing was right but if if um you know i can support others to think about actually coming out of your safe zone into your stretch zone now might be the time to do that and with the volume of um unfortunately business changes and redundancies that are going to be taking place at this moment in time it might be really useful for people to be thinking about what what could now be the time to do something different that plays to my strengths and energizes me Mm. and the self-compassion piece is really thinking about allow yourself to have the thoughts and feelings that you're having around this step one if Mm. you feel scared it's okay to feel scared if you feel frustrated you feel like it's okay Whatever thoughts and feelings that you have in, first of all, just self-compassion. And then it's all about what are you going to do with those thoughts and feelings? It doesn't necessarily happen overnight. You might need Mm. some time. So you need your support network for people to sort of guide you through your uh, thoughts and feelings. You really can't do this by yourself. This is where you've got to just find somebody, anybody, a multitude of people to talk these things through with.
0: So just staying on that bounce back analogy for, for a minute and, yeah. and the timing. See, it could be that, like you described there, the timing might not be right. Yeah. So, so they do bounce back. But, but at that point, they could also be thinking about how they could move forward, couldn't they?
1: Absolutely. Yes, they yeah. can. If you've, if you've learned and reflected around, I know where I would like to be. I actually do have an idea of what I would like to do with my life and my career then it is breaking down the steps Mm. that you would need to take to get yourself there. So you, with the, um, knowledge, the foresight to go, actually, I am going to go back into the corporate world. I've just been made redundant for one. I'm going to go back. But I also know that this is a stepping stone onto Mm. a further future point that I'm trying to do. So there's, um, it's an old piece of research, but it was done. uh, I think at either Harvard or Yale, they asked a load of, um, Successful people, well, we need to just, I don't know what they clarified as successful people, <laughs> but they asked a lot of successful people, um, how did you get to where you were? And they consistently spoke about the fact that I'm here now, I know I need to get there, and I know the steps that I need to take to, to gain the skills, the knowledge, and the capabilities are these so it might have looked like actually I, I did a very left field move in my career at that stage because it didn't fit with what I'm doing right now. But I needed to go over there and do that left field thing because I needed to gather the skills and experience around, I don't know, farming. Yeah. And actually, right now I'm a finance director. But I'd realized I actually wanted to set up my own business um, in, um, you know, polytunnels. So, I, I knew that's what I needed to do. Uh, and that's a consistent thing that comes through around sort of career conversations.
0: Do you know what? So, you just reminded me there because at one, one point in my life, and I, I worked for many years in the food industry and came out and, and I worked as a consultant and uh, at a situation where a number of companies went bang on me. OK. Uh, yes. Owed me money. So, I was in a bit of a hole. Yes. So, talking about left field. You know, I looked, I always wanted to do my own thing. I'd always wanted to start a radio station off and all that kind of thing. But talking about left field, I reflected back on on what my strengths were. What can I, what can I bring to the party? And I moved from the food industry to go and work for the charity victim support. Uh Aha. Okay. What, but what that did do, it really helped me. Back on that personal development role, see a different perspective to the corporate world, as well. Yes, and and just help me grow as an individual. If that makes sense. Absolutely.
1: And I'm thinking about. I'm really grateful for my time at the Cooperative Group. One side of it because their values, you know, their history and their values. I personally think is um is fantastic, and they really sat with me. And that was also an opportunity. I think I did the classic thing of um listening to TED Talks mm. uh, and one of them was like, say yes to everything. So I was in the mood of like, if anybody asked me to do anything, I was just going to say yes. And as, I, as a result of that, I volunteered at um, Leeds Young Authors, which was just fantastic poetry, uh, uh, slam competitions. I'm not a poet, but I thought, well, <laughs> can I go and use my... I don't know, business The coaching skills with these guys and, you know, mentor them, uh, which was just fantastic, and took them to poetry competitions, uh, which they won, which was just ridiculous. And I also became a chair of governors of a primary school as well. So um, it wasn't just all about the volunteering, but it was also about the multitude of different ways in which I could play to my strengths, the multitude of different avenues that I could think about um, in Um, doing the things that I enjoy doing and which people can benefit from. And then that linked me to my purpose, which is one of the um, aspects of the resilience wheel uh, that is part of resilience. And that's like that higher thing, what you're doing in your life. And Mm. I always talk about the fact that by the year 2025, I want to positively affect 100,000 people. You know, right now I'm up to uh, 82,003.
0: Wow. Roughly. Roughly, roughly. That's a big spreadsheet, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, it's it's, uh, it's this 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 numbers game is not necessarily important to me, and it changes because I go back and I revise it. But that just helped me understand what you're actually doing. What's the point and the purpose? What's a bigger picture around mm-hmm. the things that you're doing?
0: Well look we'll take another break and uh, when we come back we'll uh, let's talk about resilience training shall we Yeah absolutely yeah definitely. you know how how that how that works um, and i guess that works for an individual or for a company we'll explore that Yes yes this definitely. is Inspire Radio it's Steve talking to uh, Russell we're talking about resilience we'll take a break and we're going to talk about resilience training very shortly this is Inspire Radio this, 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 this is Inspire Radio. Hi, this is Steve Gamlin, the motivational firewood guy. Join me Monday, Wednesday and Friday right here on Inspire Radio. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Inspire Radio. Uh, we are online across the world. This is in 28 countries. I've, I've got a little bit of a smile in my voice because uh, we were just talking while the music were playing and uh, Russell just said to me, I, I had a bit of number dyslexia, so... <laughs>
1: Explain more, Russell. So I said the number of wanted to positively affect one hundred thousand people. And I said right now I'm at eighty-two thousand. That's a complete and utter lie. It's <laughs> 18, 000 and three. uh So there's a huge difference. As, as it was just <laughs> after I said it, I went, "That's not right. That's that's rubbish. You're nowhere near that number, Russell." Uh, there was an eight in there somewhere, so I apologise for that. Uh, but yes, 18,000.
0: Cool. There we go. There's a bit of self-awareness for you. Look, um, resilience training, Russell, what's what's that about? How does that work then?
1: Yeah, it's um, for a long period of time, and quite rightly, it's still the case, some of the resilience training, there's a the risk of it um, can be a bit short term because organisations say, well, we're in challenging situations. And sometimes some organisations don't necessarily have the greatest culture in the world. So they sort of say, we need our people to be more resilient. So let's do some resilience training. Um, so a, lo- a lot of my work is around that, but I also try and influence it to long-term. Uh, but a lot of people think it's about stress management. Mm-hmm. It is about that, but it's about more than that. And then simplistically, um, sometimes with the training I do, I do start with the VUCA, an acronym to go, do we understand the world that we live in, the context around that? But uh, sometimes that's not appropriate. And sometimes just play around the resilience piece and start with, there are a number of different resilience questionnaires that you can do to get people just to think about their aspects of resilience and what they're like. And then uh, I take them through the resilience wheel that I've got on my website, which is a build upon Robertson Cooper's work. So there are seven aspects around resilience. So understanding about resilience at the heart of it is your attitude, mm-hmm. your underlying attitude to life. Then there is purpose, there is confidence, there is adaptability, there's your support network, and I've added in two more, which is around meaning and energy. So it's thinking about, you know, you could draw that as a circle on a piece of paper and stick it on the fridge and rate yourself out of 10 of these and spend the rest of your life just working on these different seven seven aspects. And throughout that, you'll just continue to build your resilience and a very quick Definition of, of each, but if you have been listening to uh, the tips that I do on Inspire Radio, I have broken down all of these down into individual elements. Um, but the uh, the purpose piece, we talked about that. It's like, what are you here for? What you know? What um, legacy do you want to leave? It's a bit bigger than just a life goal. Uh, the confidence piece is your balance of positive and negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. incredibly simplistically confidence is a massive thing but it's your balance of positive negative thoughts uh, your adaptability is how open you are to change and i think it's worthwhile to do a bit of a caveat around at the moment of there's been an extra layer of significant change <laughs> in 2020 mm. so it's probably reasonable to say that most people are fed up with change uh, at this moment in time but in general in your whole life whole life, how would, um, open are you to change? The, that's the adaptability piece. The support piece is your support network. Who have you got in your life that you enjoy spending time with? Who have you got in your life that you find difficult, challenging mm. to, uh, to deal with, but you have to talk to them? So they talk about de-energizers and energizers or radiators and drains. Mm, yes. Understanding about the, what's your balance of the people you have in your life and how often you see them. And getting that to work for you an extra thing to think about that is if people are familiar with these Terminology of introvert and extrovert, which is mentioned around Myers-Briggs. It's just understanding it's possible That introverts will have a smaller support network because they're energized by spending uh, time uh, doing more solitary activities Whereas extroverts may have uh, a broader support network, but it's not a hard and fast rule of thumb But mm. if you're ever going to it to somebody else just think about that the, the meaning piece that I've added in is the meaning that we attach to life's events. So we said earlier on, uh, was it, did you say Judith Marples? Around, yes. Yeah. Do you talk to yourself or do you think? Hmm. So we do think to ourselves an awful lot. <laughs> uh, so this is about what our internal dialogue is, what our storytelling is, how we describe life's events to each other. So it's also thinking about if anybody ever asks you, how are you? Mm-hmm. He's thinking about how you respond no, uh, well. to that. so so the meaning attached to events is how are we describing our day or life circumstances or the meeting that we've just been to uh, how are we describing it to ourselves and others so you know you can talk about the fact that it was it was a disaster and it was terrible or you can talk about do you know what it was difficult and challenging but i learned something so it's just noticing how you are describing life's events, the meaning that you're attaching to them. And that's linked to the self-compassion piece. It's okay how you describe it, but just notice how you're describing it. And then the energy piece, there's a number of different things that go in the energy piece for me. There is a link back to um, the Myers-Briggs introvert, extrovert, understanding how you re-energize yourself. There's also strength scope qualified. So there are a number of different strengths uh, tools that are out there. There's 24 strengths that energize you. So you're thinking about in your life how often you're being able to play to your strengths mm-hmm. around that. There is the huge piece which I'm not an expert in it. Obviously, around diet and exercise, your health well-being goes in the energy space because you know if you're eating not great foods. So if Mike was on uh, this now, he'd immediately <laughs> yes. be yeah, jumping in. So that affects your energy levels. Thinking about your your food intake and your exercise. Uh, and there's also um, another one and my mind's gone uh, blank and will come back to me uh, and it's oh, yes, here we go. Circadian rhythms. So we have natural biorhythms throughout mm-hmm. the day as well. So you've got morning people and you've got nighttime people, but you've also throughout the day, um, you've got different energy levels. So I've noticed um, your best to talk to me in the morning, one, two, three. I believe that, in a past life, I must have been um, more Mediterranean because I like to have a siesta. <laughs> uh, you know my energy levels just a completely dip one to three. so when we were doing face to face facilitation uh, the post lunch slot, I would have to say to my delegates, so this is my difficult time you know i 'm slower. Um, I have to think harder. I find it more difficult to answer your questions, so please bear with me, uh, but in the morning. I'm, I'm proper bouncy.
0: But Russell, isn't that great though, to share what I call our imperfections? Yeah, of course. I think you have to, I think I've, I've become far more comfortable
1: doing that because so much of my time has been stood up in front of people, facilitating sessions or in coaching sessions where you have to share a part of yourself. Mm. Um, but that, that's come over time. You, you have to be your soul, um, you know, people can also be challenging and ask you questions and, <laughs> and, and give you, you know, make you really reflect or poke you or challenge you. And so you have to be okay with that or learn from that or go talk to your mates and go, that was a difficult session. They <laughs> tore me to pieces. Um, yeah, yeah But then you learn from it. And so I, I, I'm lucky in the fact that my comfortable space, my safe space, is standing up in front of um, loads of people um sharing some vulnerability Mm. about myself Mm. and and i think that's really impactful for delegates as well because we aren't perfect
0: no no and and, and just reminded me there again russell as well you know some of those questions that we get from let's call the delegates or the audience can be a great gift of
1: course they can can be a great
0: gift because they make you think oh absolutely Mm. And that and
1: that was another thing that I learned of if I didn't know the answer or I didn't have an answer in that moment, I've learned over the decades as well, just to sort of clarify around actually, was that something that I should have known the answer to because I'm stood up here or I'm working with people and you know, they've come to see Russell because he knows about this leadership thing mm. or this resilience thing. So should I have known that or um, uh, shouldn't I? could anybody have known it or can i go away and find it out in a break or at lunchtime or next week
0: yeah great great stuff but before we break let's just pick up on a couple of things one um about change um, mm. because i think that's interesting because i'm sure you have i've met people who if you sprayed to them how much do you love change on a scale of one to ten it's yeah. zero <laughs> yeah and we've also met the others that are ten yeah, who, who just thrive on it on bringing that, you know, and in, and in that world that we're talking about now where we are, we've, we are, it's a changing world, massive time, isn't it? Supporting people through that is, is important. And the thing that came to me there is when you talked about the support network, would there be a difference between having a support network? that has empathy rather than sympathy. Oh, brilliant. Um,
1: I am, my personal opinion is obviously sympathy is completely appropriate, but I'm more of a fan of the empathy piece. Mm. Um, I think that works so much better for human beings and around the change piece. Uh, so I'm, I'm going back to, you know, I think self compassion is really important around yourself, your personal resilience, but then, you know, compassion for others. Uh, it's fantastic, but how you help yourself do that is really understand the difference between the empathy and the sympathy piece.
0: Mm.
1: So, the, so it, the empathy piece for me is allowing other people to have their thoughts and feelings. Yeah. If you want to encourage people to share things with you, which don't necessarily need to be commented upon or fixed mm. uh, by the other person. So for the empathy piece is allowing others to have their thoughts and feelings. Because then they have some psychological safety around that in terms of fancy terminology. So that capacity to be able to allow the people around you to say whatever they want to, share their vulnerabilities and you allow them to have it and you empathize with it and you don't necessarily try to fix it for them. Or uh, you you enable them to feel better about their thoughts and feelings by allowing them. To have their thoughts mm. and feelings.
0: Because it's that great phrase, in it? We've all, we've all heard it. We've all probably said it at some point in our life when we go, I know how you feel. Mm. yeah, uh, Do we? No. Do we really know how you feel? No.
1: No. That is something that sentences say a lot around this. I go, so, empathy, sympathy, and etc. But I go, yeah, you never, ever, 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 ever know how someone else feels. Can you actually physically come out of your own body and sit inside somebody else's body can you do that no no so even when somebody shares with you what their um thoughts and feelings are um they may not know it
0: themselves cool okay we'll take a break take the final break and we'll come back and uh um should we finish off talking about positivity and um optimism that will be good that would be good okay Uh, this is inspire radio we are across the world online 28 countries across the world thank you for choosing inspire radio thank you to you for making us your number one This, 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 this is inspire radio
1: whoa look how much saturated fat is in these chocolate biscuits it's surprising how much is in our food and drinks For us kids, eating too much saturated fat can lead to harmful fat building up inside, which we can't see, increasing the risk of heart disease or stroke when we get older. So be food smart, download the free Change for Life Food Scanner app and start making healthier choices today. With inspirational guests from across
0: the world
1: this
0: is inspire radio Radio. you're listening to inspire radio you know we're all about um making a positive difference in people's lives that is basically our mission statement russell that's what we're all about i know i know it's fantastic you know and um and we do that through various ways through the radio free good music inspirational guests inspirational quotes inspirational book of the week we do it in so many ways and today uh, we've been talking resilience and uh, so russell we've covered a lot of things in this uh, this session um let's talk about positivity and optimism
1: yes okay. absolutely
0: yeah is there a difference there is so
1: you know you've got um official dictionary definitions but actually, you know, those words are uh, sometimes used as part of the definitions. For what I think is really useful, um, it's it's fantastic to be positive. But sometimes there's a risk. So if somebody's positive, they can just think the world is rosy, everything's perfect. You can have a positive outlook on life. Um, but then the risk with that is that it's not necessarily grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. So that you might miss out on some things that aren't actually working. So, you know, uh, human sense and a business sense, if you just think, yeah, everything's great, you won't notice the problems that are brewing in Mm. in different areas. Uh, So the optimism side uh, is more useful because it's more grounded in reality. So you're understanding the environment you're in, you're understanding what's actually going on, but you are hopeful about the future. You have some confidence about the future. So that, that optimism piece for me, is strikes a better balance between actually the real world that we live in and thinking about well, this is what I would like to happen, this is what's actually happening. Hmm. If I take a totally positive mindset, I could just plow on through, I could do groupthink, I could not listen to challenges, I could not understand the problems that are coming down the line. But the optimism side is far more around this is where we're at this is where we're trying to get to this is the challenges that we could face i've thought about those we're trying to plan for those we're trying to um counteract those but i am going to have the belief system of the optimism about being hopeful about the future um if anybody wants to do any more research on it um there's the stockdale paradox so there was a, a navy lieutenant unfortunately was in a prisoner of war camp but he he Coin the terminology around um, hope for the best and but plan for the worst. Wow. And my uh, yeah, my my favourite fictional character uh, is Jack Reacher, and the author of all those books is Lee Child. He's got a new one coming out soon. I just adore those books. Uh, so he is um, he was a, a, a military policeman, so an M, uh, an MP, military police, but his whole mindset is around hope for the best and plan for the worst. So in all of the um, scrapes, activities, challenges that he faces in all of the journeys that he goes upon, um, that's a significant part of it. So I would, I would really recommend people to um, read the Jack Reacher novels if they haven't started already. I, I just love them.
0: Russell, what, uh, another, another question that's just come to my mind about um, yeah, around positivity and being the optimistic and, and when we challenged, um, what came to my head when you were talking there was resistance. Okay. Because so, I've been there. I'll be honest. You know, I've felt resistance when somebody's challenging me about something. It's like sometimes it's like, like, how dare you? Yeah. Right. And and then when I've let go of it, because well, what's, what's that about me? Why am I being so resistant to that? I feel like I'm being attacked or whatever. I need to let go of that because it's not an attack. It's it's there to help me grow in a way. Does that make sense? Oh, it does, it does. And, uh, you know, how
1: anyone with it, probably one of the you know, the secrets of um, getting through life is the emotional intelligence piece. Mm. So yes, all the leadership development work I do is to always have a chat about uh, where people are around the emotional intelligence. So it's like self-awareness, understanding the thoughts and feelings you're having but it's also understanding your whole body so i'm curious around how you noticed that you were feeling resistant so for me there's some version of head heart and gut Mm. so that emotion intelligence piece and there's an exercise that I do where I genuinely try and get people to think about their bodies and if somebody says something to them, what their triggers are. Does it clench your fist or does the shoulders crunch up or does the stomach knot or do their teeth grind or something or do they frown? It's like noticing that's going on. The second piece then is to share and give some form of feedback. Mm. So it is getting to that um, emotional maturity and that feeling comfortable going, ah, so I've just realized that you've asked me a question there and I realized I didn't like it.
0: Mm.
1: I've I've just noticed that when you asked me that question, I felt angry or I felt, you know, whatever it was that you Mm. felt. That ability on a human level, you know, we don't do a lot. But if we can get to the stage around, these are the thoughts and feelings I'm having. And you absolutely do not say, so Steve, by asking me that question, you've made me angry. You don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's some version of whatever makes you comfortable around. Oh, I've noticed. I didn't, I didn't like you asking me that question. I've just realized that, no, you're annoying me by asking this. Right then, let's stop for a second. Just you know, help me understand uh, how come that's going on for me? This is about my thoughts and feelings, but then what can we do about it? That's that emotional maturity, emotional intelligence piece.
0: But at the end of the day, we, it's, it's us that chooses how we feel, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I know, I mean, I'm thinking of a specific time when this happened to me, it was my daughter who asked me, uh, um, quite a challenging question a few years ago when I was doing some stuff on the radio and I felt my shoulders tense I felt my teeth grind my self-talk was how dare you ask me that question of course (laughs) (coughs) excuse me and then literally it was it was like seconds it was like why am I feeling this way
1: yes exactly
0: yeah and it was and then then I let that go and it was yeah it's a great question yeah. And, and
1: it is a fantastic question. And in terms of all of this happens in nanoseconds. Yes. So we need to get practice to this, but there's the element of noticing whether it's happening, what's happening for you. If somebody's telling you or you're being affected by what's going on, being aware that it happens, self-compassion, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so what are you going to do about it? And yes, you totally run. I, I do have the choice in how I'm going to think and feel and what I'm going to do about it, it is so much easier said than done. You know, even though I've spent yeah decades thinking about this, I come a cropper all of the time, mm. all of the time uh, around <laughs> noticing that I've not dealt well <laughs> with the thoughts and feelings I've been having. But
0: there's a there's a great phrase though, Russell, is that, you know if if you live a rich and meaningful life, you will experience every emotion. Oh yes, I like that. Definitely, you've got, you've got to do because. That's what life's all about. You'll know, you'll feel anger, sadness, happiness. You'll feel every emotion. Well, there's
1: another thing that I do with people, which uh, is interesting. So there is also some research as well that um, when you describe a behavior in somebody else, um, like I don't like that person because they behaved, um, you know, like a bully or they behaved in a nasty way. As human beings, you can only describe it because you've done it yourself.
0: Mm. yeah
1: so that's like that always is a, a pause moment, quite a lot of the time for delegates, because sometimes in coaching situations or facilitation, you know somebody also say, "Well, I really didn't like what this person did and da da, 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 da. And I'll go, "Well have you ever done that?" <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i have <laughs> yeah yeah so that's one way of sometimes just getting people to stop and think but yeah people listening to this it's a case of if you are noticing that somebody's doing something that's making you feel in a particular way there's a behavior that you really don't like there was one person one time that sort of said this lady was just being an, just the most horrific awful horrible person they just described her as a uh, a nasty cow was just <laughs> the phrase that they used and then I said let's talk about you can only <laughs> say nasty because you've been one mm. and she did spend she was fantastic because she did spend a couple of hours uh throughout the course of the day going right okay I can't think when I've been that horrible but all right I'll go with it and then she did come back a few hours later and went yeah
0: I've thought of the example <laughs> there you go go on. Uh, Russell it has been a it's been a great pleasure talking to you and sharing um, all these things about resilience. If people want to find uh, more about you, want to get in touch, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, so uh, the website is all the W's at theresiliencecoach.co.uk uh, and email is russell at theresiliencecoach.co.uk. Uh, I'm on all social media platforms as well. So if you put in, you know, Russell the Resilience Coach, something will come up something uh, will somewhere.
0: Pop up. Great. Great to talk to you as always. And thanks thanks for everything you do for Inspire Radio as well. And whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a fantastic day. Thank you, Steve. You too. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the Inspire Radio team. If you would like to feature your business in the Inspire Radio podcast or on Inspire Radio, we would love to hear from you. Simply email inspire at inspireradio.com. .co.uk. Inspire Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. UK based radio station with listeners across the world. Once again, a big thank you to you for taking the time out to listen. And whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have the best day you possibly can. Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired.